Together, growing in faith and changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of John chapter 21 from verse 1. This is the story post-resurrection, and it is the last chapter in the Gospel of John. The figure in which I would like us to focus on is Peter. I think he is the, an important figure in this story. One, because he is the head of the church. He is the leader amongst the apostles. And Peter, in many ways, resembles most of us. I see myself in Peter in many ways and for a number of experiences. When Jesus had died, if you go back and you read this gospel account quite clearly, you see how the church, how the apostles, how a family was devastated. So Peter goes to his friends and he says to them, I'm going back, I'm going fishing. I'm going back to that which is known to me. Because he, he realizes that with the death of Jesus, the ministry st stands still and everything ends. And there's nothing else Peter believes he can do. And so we come to realize that he, he must have been devastated by the death of Jesus. And so he goes back to what he knows the most. And the frustrating part is that he doesn't live alone. We hear that as someone Peter says is going back fishing, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel, the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and the other two disciples, they came with Peter. And that for me is important to, to acknowledge, but also to see it as, as, as something very dangerous. Because Peter, as a leader, he makes a decision, which is a personal decision, that he says, I, I don't want to do this anymore, and I want to go. But his actions influence other people. They impact on their lives. And so they follow him. Do they follow him blindly or do they follow him knowingly the, the repercussions? I don't know. But the point that I'm trying to make is that sometimes as leaders, there are things that we do or say that affect and impact people, either positively or negatively. And when I talk about leadership, I talk about leadership in all aspects of life. It could be a friend leading another friend. It could be a parent leading children. It could be siblings leading. It could be anyone else. The issue that we need to go back to is to realize that my actions have impacts on other people. And they can impact them either positively or they can impact them negatively. But on the other side of the coin, you also need to ask yourself about these people who are following blindly. Do they follow blindly because they are frustrated? Do they follow blindly because they recognize Peter as a leader? Or they themselves are also in, in, in a dilemma. They do not know what to do and what to say. And so Peter vocalizes and echoes out what they feel in their own hearts. And so you, you find a community which is divided. You find a community which is losing faith and losing hope. And I've come to realize it is very easy to give up. It is very easy to give up in life. And recently I was listening to someone who was making a, a, 
was delivering a speech, and, and he made a very powerful point. It was Steve Harvey. He made a very interesting point. He says, giving up has a guarantee that whatever you wanted to achieve will not be achieved. The moment I decided to give up, I am guaranteed that I will never achieve that which needed to be achieved. But he says, if you choose not to give up, you are open to vast experiences and opportunities of what lies in the future, known and unknown to you. And I think that's something absolutely powerful. And so I'm I'm going back into our own experiences and I'm saying it is easy to give up. But try not to do the easy thing. Try and keep at it. Try and work towards something bigger, something greater. And sometimes we only need to do small things with great love. We don't need to impress the world. We don't need to impress anyone for that matter. We only need to be honest with ourselves and to keep at it at all times. And so that's the first lesson that I think is important from the story of post-resurrection. When Peter struggles with the death of his master and he doesn't know what to do. The second thing that I also find absolutely interesting is that Peter goes back to that which is known to him. He goes back fishing because he knows fishing. And at times that's what we do. You know, for someone who is recovering from any kind of addiction, it only takes them one thing to lapse back. It takes them an argument. It takes them a bad day. It takes them a terrible whatever comment that we make. And, and, and they, they just lapse back into, into the old way of life. And the sad part about lapsing back into the old way of life is that you lose all the other good days that you've had. And so I'm, 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 I'm thinking and I'm saying to myself, one of our Christian struggles, one of our human struggles for that matter, is to try to be at it and to try to work it out, to try to figure it out. And the danger is going back to the old way of life. And at times it is easy for people to go back to their old ways of lives because we find comfort, we find consolation. And we say to ourselves, well, I've done it before, I can do it again. The danger is, though, in going back to that kind of life, we are never the same. And most of us are hurt and destroyed far more greater than we had experienced the first time we were doing it. And so we need always to be careful, to be vigilant, as the scriptures keep on telling us, never to go back to that old way of life. And Jesus says this far often in the scriptures when he heals people. He says to them, well, be careful, don't do it again, lest something worse happens to you. The other thing that I also find absolutely interesting is that as they go fishing, they go during the night. It is in the darkness. They're not going to find anything. They think they will find anything. But they get there and they don't find anything. And Jesus stands at the shore and I love that reality. God comes after them. Jesus runs after them. He comes and he looks for them. And he probably went to the house. They were not in the house. 
He went to where they used to go to for prayers. They were not there. And Jesus said, well, probably they've gone back. And I look at myself, you know. How often do we go back to our old ways of life? How often do we regress? How often do we disappoint ourselves? How often do we disappoint God? And when we think God is going to give up on us, oh boy, he just doesn't. He comes, he comes looking for us. And Jesus, in the middle of the night, in the thickness of the darkness, he comes looking for his own. And that, for me, is one of the most beautiful realities of a God who searches for me, of a God who never gives up, of a God who dares come at night and say, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to come and look for you. And he asked the most fundamental question. Well, you've left me. Have you caught anything? And I'm like, no, Lord, I haven't caught anything. Sometimes we get so frustrated with life. We lash out. We get so frustrated with God. We are not working. We are so frustrated. Things are not working well at home. Things are not becoming that which we want. And God says, okay, you've walked away from me. Okay, you've insulted me. Okay, you've done in your own way. How far have you gone? And to be quite honest, we haven't gone that far. And we say to God, well, Lord, not at all. We haven't gone that far. Actually, we're losing ourselves. We're losing our minds. And I love what God does. He says, well, why don't you throw the net on the right side of the boat? He leads us to something that we want. He says, okay, why don't you do it this way? You're going to win. And they throw it. And upon throwing it, what happens? They have a great catch of fish. And that, for me, is one of the most beautiful realities about God. A God who cares for us. A God who provides for our needs. And a God who goes out to be with us. The last point I want to make, it's at the catch of fish. One of the disciples whom Jesus loved says to Peter, it is the Lord. I'm amazed at what Peter does. Immediately, when Peter realizes it is the Lord, he jumps into the boat, puts on his cloak, jumps into the boat, comes straight to Jesus. That, for me, is a fundamental action of a Christian, of any person. Having known the truth, what do I do with it? Having received new evidence, what do I do with it? And Peter, he can't wait to go back to God. He can't wait to be reconciled with his master. He can't wait to see him. May Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.